welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. This is your host and coach, Linda Carmine, here with you tonight. And I can't tell you what a spectacular speaker and guest we have this evening. We are going to be talking about something that I think everybody is at this point, what to do when you're at your breaking point. But before we get into our speaker and our topic, I need to introduce my other two handsome co, co I, I'm getting even lost for words here because I'm just so, you know, thrown off by their good looks. My other two favorite co-hosts, Christopher Shiver and Fred Martinez. Christopher, how are you tonight? Feeling handsome and beautiful. Got you all tongue-tied, man. You looking at it, my picture? It, it did. It <laughs> did. I feel embarrassed. I'm blushing. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Chris Shiver here and can't wait to talk about this subject because it's, I feel like a lot of us are there right now. Great. Fred Martinez, what's going on? Hola, what's up? How's it going, everybody? That, that's all we get from you tonight? Yeah, I'm really quiet today. I I'm, see I'm, that. Well, we're going to liven you up here. That's what I'm here for. Well, let's not wait any longer. Let me introduce our special guest tonight. Lisa is a spiritual medium, healer, mindset, and energy coach, and author. Woo! We got, we got the full package here tonight. Lisa was born with abilities to become one with her energy. She supports you in breaking through old beliefs and mastering your energy and up-leveling your success. Lisa Gornell, welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here with all of you. Oh, well, fantastic. We have a lot of energy here tonight. We're going to have fun. And let's just, just roll into it. So my question right off the bat to you is, what is this ability that you have? I, I, we talked briefly about it, but I want to let everybody know what this special ability you have. So I was born with the ability to become one with energy. So if, it's, if something can give off energy, I can feel it. So if somebody has been holding a lot of stress in their stomach or they're mm. you know, not in a good space or you know, if they smoke a lot, or if they do, you know, I can just feel it. I can feel it in my body. And it stays at that intensity until I help them clear it energetically. Now, I love that. Do you see it? I know you focus a lot with career-driven women. Is there a difference between men and women in their energy that you sense? Or is everybody pretty much equal in that regards? Um, everybody is different in what we store and what we're carrying and what our families have taught us and what our past lives are bringing in. So in that respect, it's just different. But for some reason, I just seem to work with more women than men. So women are, I think, more interested in, you know, dealing with whatever issues they need to fix. And men sometimes usually get pushed into my program because their wives or significant others are saying, you need to see Lisa. Men don't usually say, hey, I want to fix myself. Usually they're, sure. they're guided in. No, that's fantastic. Well, I, I know there's so much of us as individuals and human beings that we really don't understand and I know you brought up past life um you know I, I've been on that road before I worked with a friend of mine who was a hypnotist and she did a past life regression on a friend of mine it was just amazing to see that how she was just pulling this energy of of a, a soldier from Gettysburg it was coming through to her and it was just Amazing. And I lived in Pennsylvania at the time. And maybe that's why that was resonating with her. But I know we can go on a whole nother 
topic and discussion about that because it is a very unique subject in itself. But what, what can people be doing? You know what? Before we even jumped in, I want people to get to know Lisa a little bit more. Can you share a little bit more about you, Lisa? Sure. So when I was a kid, I would sit on the playground with my friends and I would help them with their problems. So instead of playing on the playground, I would just be off to the side and they would tell me whatever their problems were. And it was like, I could see it on TV. And so that should have been assigned to me, but it wasn't. And so when I was 20, I did some work with the Mayan shaman and wow. he was pulling energy out. And the first time he did it, I was like, but wait, I have more. I have this and I have this from this life and I have this from this life. And I remember looking into his eyes and being like, oh, I got this. I just didn't remember, you know, that I could do it on myself. I'd already been doing it on other people, but never on myself. And then I'll backtrack a little bit. When I was nine, my mom had a paranormal investigator come to the house oh, wow. and she was there to release a spirit. And as soon as she said, you know, the spirit likes to hang out in your room and this is kind of what it looks like. My mind was like, like all the times I had seen it, but I didn't know what it was. So unless you know, like this is a table, this is computer. My mind didn't know how to categorize it. I didn't realize what I was seeing until she told me. And then I kind of learned how to remove negative energy from spaces and things like that. And of course I put my own spin on it. And then I got my Reiki one attunement and became a Reiki master. And when I got that Reiki one attunement, it was just before I felt like I could kind of turn things on and off. Once I got that Reiki one attunement, I was just always on. Like I just wow. aligned my energy and then there's no, I'm, I'm always on. I'm never like shut off and relaxing and in a chill mode. I'm just, I'm always reading the energy. And let me ask, what type of effect does, does that have on you? I have gotten really good at self-care. <laughs> that's good I have to because cool. if I work with too many people in a day like I'm physically exhausted it's like I run a marathon so I've learned like what I can work with in a day you know I'm really good at drawing boundaries I'm really good at making sure I get enough sleep I drink water mm. all day long like I don't drink soda I don't drink coffee I just I have to be very aware of what I put in my body because it also affects me I heard that also too is what you eat uh, because it opens up your pineal gland. Uh, so you can, eating more of an alkaline-based type of food, mm -hmm. is, that, uh, is that something that you're kind of seeing also? Yeah, it's funny. When my husband and I go to the doctor for our annual exam, they're always like, Lisa, your blood work is perfectly down the middle. Like, it's perfect. And then they get my husband's, and they're like, we don't understand what's going on. I'm like, we don't eat the same way. <laughs> So we're in the same house, but we're not eating the same foods. What do you typically eat? So I actually have to eat a lot of protein. Mm. If I don't eat enough protein for me with my blood type and the way that my body operates, I get low blood sugar. And so the more I work, the more protein I want to eat. And then I like to combine that with like vegetables. So I eat a lot of protein and vegetables. I love salads. So I, I, I have a question. So you, you just had the gift from the beginning and it, mm -hmm. you're kind of like a fish in water as you're slowly jumping out of the water and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. I, if I'm right, is that like every Reiki master, every Reiki enthusiast's dream come true to be born with that ability? I don't know. I can only speak for myself. And when it was happening, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> How do I turn? It's the most unusual thing because when I got the Reiki one achievement, I lived in Cleveland, Ohio. Actually, I was in Columbus, Ohio. And I went to go see family in San Jose and I went to the beach and everything turned on at the beach. And it was just like a week after my attunement. And I was with my boyfriend, who's my husband now, and my aunt. And I, we were walking around and I was like, do you guys see the spirits in the water? And they're like, no. And I'm like, 
how can you not see the spirits? Like they're so clear and they're like, no. And the people are walking by and I could see like the energy they were carrying. I could see what they were thinking. Like there was all this stuff. And they literally just watched me open up. And so I called my mom because my mom's a Reiki master and she's, she was connected to the Reiki community in Cleveland. And I'm like, mom, what happened? And she's like, that's not normal. <laughs> like, because I was already there. I was already able to do those things. It was just that when I, so I got that alignment, I was just, I just wow. exploded. And so um, she went back to the Reiki community and they're like, we don't know what she did. Tell her to turn it off. And I was like, turn it off. I didn't do, all I did was go to the beach <laughs> on the West coast. And so obviously now I live in California. This is where I feel the most energized. When I get back to Ohio, I'm always kind of like, there's like a drain, right? It's just a different energy vibration. I love to be by the ocean. And, you know, Cleveland has Lake Erie, but that's not the same as the Pacific Ocean. The energy is very different. So, yeah. Most making... Oh, that it was kind of, uh, it was kind of dark. And then when you, in California, it's like, maybe it's just because of the, the, the clouds or it could be the lot of abundance of sun. Well, we have the ocean, right, across the whole side of the state. And the ocean is like the most cleansing, purifying thing that you can be by. So, I mean, we go back to Ohio. We were just there for six or seven weeks over the summer visiting family. And it was okay. Like, I know how to be there. And around my family, I can be off because mm -hmm. a lot of them don't understand what I do. And so they just kind of let me be. So that's like the most vacation I can get on. But from an energy standpoint, I like to just be that close to the mountains and the ocean. And in San Diego, I have both of those right around me. So it's a really nice like energy boost. And when I started my business in 2002, that was not a thing in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> it, it was more, you know, of a market for it here in San Diego. That, that, see, I just find that interesting because where you started with this gift, it, like, I'm sorry, it's just like you said, th there wasn't really anybody around for support because I, I know some people from like Sedona who are like even a fraction of understanding of that, of that awareness and it can be traumatizing for them, um, especially, especially if you don't know when you start as a kid. And, and mind you, I know a lot of Reiki masters that, that practice decades just to even get close to where you are. I know, I don't even talk about being a Reiki master because I feel like once I had the Reiki one attunement, the second attunement and the master, like nothing changed. Mm. So I'm kind of unique in that way. Like the, because I was already, it was already all there. It was just aligning my energy system. And to be honest with you, when I got the Reiki attunement, I felt it aligning. Like I kind of feel like I did it because then when I would sit there and watch other people get attuned, I would be like, they didn't get it. Because then I could see it and I knew exactly what it was supposed to look like. So I can't tell you how many Reiki attunements I've fixed from people that are like, oh, I got the Reiki 1 attunement or I got Reiki 2. And I'm like, no, you didn't here. And then because part of it, like when they do everything, they do it three times to like make sure it sticks. But if you're blocking it energetically and they can't read that you're blocking, which is, you know, what I was born to do, then you don't realize that that alignment just didn't happen. And so you paid all this money to get this attunement you didn't get so if you don't feel anything different chances are you didn't get the achievement yes thank <laughs> you thank you for saying that because i so many people they'll, they'll meet they'll meet reiki masters mm -hmm. and they don't get what they need mm -hmm. well i talk all the time when i'm writing articles and stuff like mediums are born we are mm -hmm. born there's no certifications that you can get to do the work that i do you're either born being able to do it or you're not and you're going to become aware of it 
as you're supported. So growing up, my mom and my dad are super intuitive. So I'm into an intuitive family to begin with. And my mom was aware of spirits and aliens and all that stuff, right? But she would like practice with us. Like we'd go into the bedroom and we'd have to tell her what card it was. Like mm. she'd have like a deck of tarot cards or regular black and red cards or whatever. And I cannot tell you what that card says for the life of me. I don't know if I'm on their side. That's not giving me any, like, I don't work that way. You lose your car keys and you're like, Lisa, where's my car? I don't, I don't know. I can't read that. But you want to talk about what you're holding on to and why and where it comes from. And you want to do other lives and you have spirits you want to connect with and you want to heal and you want to get on your best path. I'm your girl. But if you want to just figure out like those other things, I can't help you. No, that's, that's absolutely fantastic that you're, you have this gift and you're open to share it with the world and use it for to help other people so that's fantastic and again we appreciate you being here tonight i have i know you mentioned about working with a shaman how how did that come about so my parents got divorced when i was young i was under 10 and so i was just super aware and trying to help everybody and yeah. i just picked up everybody's stuff and was carrying it in addition to what i already was carrying and when i met my husband i knew like I remember he came through my line. I was in college. I was working at Sam's Club and he came through my line and I knew. And then I started running and doing all the things that, you know, were going to protect me and whatever. Sure. And my mom said to me, she's like, I feel bad that, you know, you're holding on all this stuff and it's affecting you and you should see this mind shaman. And to be honest with you, I didn't want to see him. Mm. I was like, I don't want to see him. I was not into, it's so funny that I'm into this career because if you would have told me as a kid, like in sixth grade, I was like, I want to be a nurse. I saw a Red Cross truck and my husband was in Europe and I was going to go, even though there was no war happening in Europe when I was in sixth grade, that's what I wanted to be. I had no idea I was on this path. And so I actually had some bad experiences in another life with this man. And so it didn't end up being a very positive experience, which happens sometimes with male healers. Sure. But um, for me, it was just about clearing out stuff. And as soon as I worked with him that first time, I just, I knew, I was like, oh, I can pull this out. I don't need you. And I remember the moment that I looked in his eyes and we like had this understanding and I was like, I already know how to do this. Thank you for reminding me because nobody, I didn't know anybody that could, that would tell me like Lisa, this, I didn't know that what I was doing was not normal. Mm. Let's just put it that way. I didn't know that there were names for these things. I didn't realize that everybody couldn't see spirits. I didn't realize, and people talk, like there's a lot of talk about empaths. Mm -hmm. Everybody is an empath. Yes. Okay. Everybody is an empath. And that does not mean that you have to take on all the energy of the world and hold on to all that and, and make yourself feel awful and bad. Right. We're all empaths. But I didn't realize what I could do until I met these different people. And I was like, oh, I already know that. Oh, I already know that. And then I could put a name to it and I understood what it was. And then I like to say, I leased it. I was like, oh, this is how it works in my realm. Like, I see what you're doing, but I just go directly to the energy source. And I'm like, this is what we have to do. I like that. No, that's, that's, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. So let's talk about a little bit about our topic tonight. And that's what you, what you can do when you're at your breaking point. And I know you probably deal with a lot of people who are possibly there or have been there and felt their energy. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. What, what does that energy feel like to you and some strategies and tips that, you know, what people can overcome when they're to that point? Because I know this year alone has been tough on a lot of people. It really has. So when you're at your breaking point, I like to describe to people, like if you're not on your right path, people are always like, am I on my path? When you're not on your right path, you're going to hit a little obstacle. 
-hmm. and then you're going to hit a bigger obstacle and a bigger one. And you're just going to keep hitting the obstacles until you hit that one where it forces you onto your knees and you're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I have to change something because we're just creatures of habit, right? We like to do the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result, right? The definition of insanity. And so when we hit our breaking point, we're usually exhausted and overwhelmed and we have no energy and we're just very low vibration. So versus like what we would be before. And it's all because we're not listening to our intuition. We're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we keep pushing ourselves. Like there's this whole hustle idea out there. Yes. That the harder you hustle, the more money you're going to make and the more successful you're going to be. But you know what happens with those people? Because that's who I work with. <laughs> they're so exhausted. They're, they, they don't even appreciate what they're bringing in. Because as soon as they hit that goal, they're immediately on to the next one. And then they're not enjoying this amazing life that they've created. Because at the, you know, when we all began, we wanted a freedom lifestyle. We didn't say we want to work all the time and yeah. have all this money and not enjoy it mm -hmm. or say, we're going to take these epic vacations. And then when you go on that epic vacation, you're working the whole entire time because you can't turn off. You can't stop working. Yeah. So we really just want to pay attention because our body is always giving us messages. Our body is telling us, Hey, you need to sleep. Don't eat that. Don't drink that. Don't, you know, whatever it is, we just have to listen to the message that our body is giving us so that way we can be on our best path because what's good for Chris and what's good for Len, what's good for Fred, it's different for every single one of us. And so we want to listen to what our body's telling us. You know, if you feel like in the middle of the day, you need to take a nap, not because like you just don't want to function anymore, but because your body's like, you pushed me too hard. I'm exhausted. Then take a nap, create a, a spot in your schedule so you can take a nap. Make sure you're eating lunch. <laughs> so many people don't eat lunch. My father-in-law is like notorious for this. He's like, I don't even eat lunch. And then at three o'clock, he's eating a bag of chips or Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm like, well, that was your lunch. <laughs> you may not have eaten it at like 12 o'clock, but you're like, so we just want to give our body these tools and listen to it. I have a, I have a question. It has to do with something you said earlier about, because it is true, men tend not to listen and women tend to like get ahead of it way quicker. And that's just a fact, like medical, whatever. <laughs> But so, but the thing is, there are circumstances, and as I, when I was a coach, primarily, I did run into this a couple of times where I met a couple of women that seemed to be more masculine energy than they were feminine energy, and and they, they were kind of like me, like they workaholic, kind of like push it, push, push, don't eat lunch, uh, that that sort of thing. Now, I primarily work with men, and my fort is not is not for women. But what would you do, like, because I know. It, it's hurtful when you're in a relationship or with somebody like that and you, you just don't know how to communicate right and it's easy to break barriers how would you how would you go about doing that so i wrote a whole chapter on how to communicate so <laughs> <laughs> what we need to do is not only to communicate but we also need to listen mm -hmm. there's not a lot of listening happening anymore so when you talk about like the pandemic and everything that's going on like we're more divided than ever because People aren't even like listening to multiple sources or whatever, just kind of like, this is the way. So when your partner is communicating with you and telling you that there's a problem, the worst thing you can do is just brush to the side and be like, there's no problem. Because if your partner is saying there's a problem, guess what? There is a problem for them, right? That's why they always say like, if you're going to communicate with somebody, you need to say, I feel. Because nobody else knows how you feel. Well, I do. But most other people don't know how you feel, right? So you just want to make sure that you're listening when they're telling, and then you want to actually make actionable steps that you're both going to commit to, right? Because relationships are all about compromise and making sure that, you know, 
I see spirits and I can talk to people on their deathbed and nobody ever says to me, I'm so glad I worked all the time. Okay. I'm 43. I've never had a spirit say that ever, ever. So we want to make sure that we're making space and creating a nice schedule, especially if you're an entrepreneur, it's so easy to like, just keep working. Like somebody sent me a message or somebody connected or somebody reached out. No, I'm, I'm known for not getting back on my phone because I have a tendency to turn it upside down and leave it. It's not in my bedroom at night. It's on the other side of the house. Like we need to unplug and we need to be present for these moments that are important to us and your partner, they're going to tell you. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I, I, I love that. Oh, I was going to go ahead and say you're exactly right about being present because I was able to be fortunate to see the passing of my parents. So I was, and to see that beautiful gift that they gave me uh, grasping for their last breath. And then one thing that I can say about like with my mom was I was brushing my mom's hair as well as I was touching her skin. And then what ended up happening is when I finally like, touched her hand, I felt a shock come all the way up my arm and went into a surgically, just recently surgically repaired tendon and it just popped right there. So right there, I kind of felt like, I felt my mom's soul being transported into me. I don't think so much that her soul was transported into you, but she was giving you some energy and letting you know that she was there because all of our souls, even though do you want to go this way, because it's going to be like another whole topic. <laughs> Chris hey, is like, fine. yeah. <laughs> So we're all one, right? So like we're all this big ball of light and then we decide we want to heal these things. We want to have all these experiences. And so we have millions of lives that we leave. Some people are like, you know, I did some past life regression and I was these five things. I always laugh because I'm like, well, those are those five things that came up in that session that needed to be healed. We live millions of lives and we're able to pop in and tap, especially once we crossed over. Now in this form, we can do it in our dreams. Or we might have like a vision or something. That's how we can do it, you know, in this human form. But when we're crossing over, I mean, it's just like, they're everywhere. I just see them like bouncing around doing all this stuff and they can pop in and they can pop out and they will always give you a signal or a sign that they're present. No, and that's, and that's, they're always around us is my, is in my opinion. I mean, they're always here to guide you. I know I've had, occasions where my grandmother I was I was at a bar on a date with another woman who actually died and then came back came they resuscitated and came back and then she had gifts after she went through that and we had a bar and it was one it was 111 and uh one o'clock in the morning yeah 111 and she's and she's like she all of a sudden started talking about my grandmother on my mother's side and start bringing things up and I'm like how do you even know that she's mm -hmm. like she's sitting here right next to you and I'm like and I just made me feel I mean fantastic that she was still there with me still guiding me and that she's still watching over me and that she was able to harness that energy and be able to see her there with me you know and, and these gifts are amazing and I have other friends that uh, my one friend Terry she she, uh, she likes to talk to angels mm -hmm. she uses that as her guiding point to uh, speak to the other world and, and get information to help heal others and also give them advice. So this, this power that you have, it's, it's 
is an absolutely amazing and it is a truly a great gift to share. Chris, do you have something? Yes. And I'm sorry, this this is not related, guys, but it, it, we have you here, so I gotta ask. <laughs> so I've had a few friends, including myself, who are of mixed background, mixed race, mm -hmm. where we're both half white and minority background. This whole year um, has caused this sort of weird internal conflict that I don't think I've ever had to face before. I think that's the right word. I've never had to face it because I felt like I was able to ignore it most of my life. Like I was always like, yeah, it's this weird like evanescent dream where I'm standing in between it, but I'm like, I'm going to ignore that. And it's interesting now, a lot of my friends who are of mixed race, um, they've been reaching, they've been telling me, it's like, you know, it, this is a really weird year for us. I feel like, because the, the weird mixed, mixed group race people are kind of a marginalized group. They're kind of small. And I feel like a lot of us are going through some weird internal conflict with our in, inner selves. And it, it's, not getting, it's not getting done. It's not taken care of. What is your experience with internal energy that's in conflict with each other? So the first thing I would say is that you should be bringing in the white light every day. So if you're familiar with Reiki at all, you know what that is. I use it in a very different way. But you want to bring that white light in from the top of your head all the way down to your feet and into the earth. Just like you would see that white beam of light coming through trees or through the clouds. Nature shows it to us all the time. We're provided with everything we need. And you just bring that through and just ground and balance your energy. Because here's the thing. Race is a human experience. Your soul doesn't have a race experience. And I actually come from a very multi-diverse race family. Growing up, I would be like, why aren't I Latina with brown hair and brown eyes? Or why aren't I African? You know, because all my cousins are mixed. Mm -hmm. I was actually the minority of my family. So people don't think that because I'm very Irish looking, right? Mm -hmm. But I actually had this whole diverse family. And so I think because I grew up with it, I'm just kind of like, it's, it's just, we're, we're, we're energy. And so we can pick up on whatever we would like to pick up. But at the end of the day, if it's not lifting you up and it's not lifting up the vibration of everything around you, what are we doing? There is enough in this world lowering our vibration and pulling us down. We have enough just with like our own fear, things that we're carrying from our childhood, things that we brought in from other lives. We don't need to be adding more complexity to it because at the end of the day, the more stressed and agitated we are, the more disease and illness and injury we're going to create in our bodies. So I would just recommend bringing that white light in throughout the day as needed. And then if you find like it getting stuck or you can't bring it through, you see gray or something, then you need to pull that out energetically and let it go. You're supposed to be just white light. Thank you for the coaching moment. <laughs> You're welcome. Now is, is doing that something good to do when you feel like you're at your breaking point oh, yeah. to really realign yourself? Do, do yeah. you have any other techniques? That you recommend? Yeah, well, I think that's a white light. When you're at your breaking point, you don't have a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to be adding a lot of, you know, things to your protocols and practices because you're just trying to get through the next moment, if we're being really real. Sure. So the white light is like the most important thing that you can bring in. And then it's about creating those self-care things that are going to help you. It's about listening to your intuition. We don't make time for intuition. I, you know, we're still closed in California, but on Sundays I do meditation at Four Seasons and I can't tell you how many people come in 
and they struggle with meditation. It doesn't matter how many apps are out there, how many things they subscribe to, right. people can't meditate. And the reason why you can't meditate is because when you're always on the go, which is what's going to lead to your breaking point, you're not making time to listen to your body and you're not quieting your mind. So the moment you sit down and you try to meditate, your body's like, oh, I have an ache here. Oh, I have a pain here. Oh, this is uncomfortable. And then your mind's like, oh, we need to remember to send out this card. And we need to remember to do this. And we didn't talk to this client. We got to do this. And that's because we don't make time to be. So I always like to say, set your phone for five minutes. Do it throughout your workday. I like to say, do it mid-morning. Do it in the middle of the afternoon. Set your clock for five minutes. You spend more time on that scrolling through social media. You can do this. And just, just let your mind be. You know, if your body's like, oh, I have a pain here, I have an ache here, like, okay, do I need to release something there? Is there any tension there? Just, you know, let it go. Pull out like smoke or like weed and let it go. And then bring in the white light. And just if your mind starts talking, your mind is going to focus on what we tell it to focus on. And they're usually untrained and they just kind of spiral out of control. So it's just that five minutes is you saying, I'm going to just sit here for five minutes and I'm going to center and focus and be. And when you're at your breaking point, Mm -hmm. that's huge. Sure. If you can do that, it's yeah. huge because it's going to help you balance and calm your energy. And it's going to start to pull you away from that energy because it's all about energy. And the breaking point is just a low vibrational energy. So if we're doing things that are going to raise that vibration, it's going to help pull you out of it. Lisa, do you do any kind of uh, like box breathing while you're doing the meditation? Only if the person needs it. My Every time I do energy work, it's totally different based upon what that person needs. So depends on where they're storing energy and what they need. At most, I usually just have them take a deep breath, imagine a soft pastel color filling their lungs, and then exhale. And then I might throw in an I am statement. It just really depends. Because here's the thing about energy work. If we try to do the exact same thing every single time, that's a routine. That's not a practice. Gotcha. That's that's a good point you made there. I I never thought of it that way. Yeah. So when people are like, oh, I did my gratitude journal this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's great. So you did that this morning. You wrote down everything that you're grateful for. And then you just totally messed around the whole rest of the day. You didn't do anything until the next morning. That didn't do anything. <laughs> All of your actions from the day canceled out what you set out to do that morning. I love that. Yeah. Cause you're right. Cause you can goose step yourself into screwing yourself over again. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, a, it's like the whole culture, how everybody's getting into self-development now. A mm-hmm. lot of it is just fandom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even work. <laughs> I know. And for like me, it's so frustrating because people are like, wow, you're so amazing at what you can do. Yeah. Because I become one with the energy. So there's no like BSing me. I know that you're still holding on to it. I know that you don't want to let it go. I know why you don't want to let it go. Right. But if you're just working with people who don't have these gifts, they're mm-hmm. just going through what they were taught to do. A lot of Reiki practitioners, they're just doing what they were taught to do. Some of them don't even have the intuitive ability to recognize what's going on with your body. So you always want to make sure that when you're working with a healer, that they've been doing this since their childhood. If they haven't been doing it since their childhood and they're learning it, they're only going to be able to take you on a surface level. You're not going to go deep. Now, some people may want that, but if you want to go deep, you're going to know because you're going to be like, oh, this isn't quite, this isn't doing anything. Then you know you need to see somebody else. That's right. That's right. I always look at it as each person that's put into your life, it's a, you're on this path in life and this journey. And each person that comes in, they're going to get you so far. And then you have somebody else that comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we all, like even us on this call today, like we've all had some kind of a contact with each other before. You're never just exposed to somebody that's brand new that you've never met before. You either love somebody or you want to run the other way, 
or you're indifferent. And then that tells you what karmic debt or experiences that you have with each other that it's time to heal. But everybody that comes into your life, and I always tell people, like, you chose your parents. So whatever they did wrong, whatever you're holding on to, whatever you're upset with, whatever that is that's driving you to burn out and break, you know, reach your breaking point now, you chose that. We chose our parents and our siblings and our grandparents and our aunts and uncles. And the, we chose all of that to help us heal. It's all about healing. We are here to heal these different layers and triggers and wounds and all these things that we carry, right? We don't need to self-sabotage. We don't need to be in a victim place. There's enough negativity in the world. So we're choosing everything that's happening in our life. We've chosen the people that we're going to interact with. So let's heal and rise. No, I absolutely love that. I, I want to also bring up, I know as human beings, I've noticed even as being as a, as a coach that we, we are always asking ourselves the wrong questions. Mm -hmm. can, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Like what type of real questions should we, we be asking ourselves to either break through, to get alignment through clarity? Uh, I was told once that we shouldn't be asking why, but we should be asking what? Yes. I always tell my clients what's really going on right now. Mm -hmm. Because the biggest thing that we're missing is we're not objective. Mm -hmm. We're not objective about ourselves. And, and we sometimes need that other person. We absolutely need that other person to say, oh, it's interesting that you're seeing it from that perspective. Or, oh, do you think that this is what's going on here? Whatever that may be. But we're not objective. And so many times we take things personally that have nothing to do with us especially right now. There's so many things going on that we can take personally that have nothing to do with us. So it's a waste of our energy. No, and I totally agree with you on that because we get, people don't realize that they have a choice and they don't also realize that they have a choice to control their emotions. I mean, when you get yourself upset, you're choosing to be upset. You're letting yourself to be upset because you're just not thinking things from different perspectives. So you're losing your power when you, you know, get to a certain emotional state. Now, and correct me if I'm wrong, I tell people that anger is a secondary emotion. Like you can't just be angry, angry at something. Anger is a cause of something else. Maybe a fear, maybe an insecurity, maybe somebody's value, you know, violating one of your core values. What, am I right with that or am I totally off? Oh yeah, every time we get angry, it's because something triggered us and we weren't balanced. Mm. So if you're at your breaking point, little things that have nothing to do with what's really going on in your life are going to set you off and you're going to explode. Mm. So the more balanced we are, right? Just think about this. If you're on the freeway and somebody cuts you off, sometimes you don't even care. You're just like, oh, they must be in a hurry or whatever. Some days you're like, what? <laughs> and you're screaming and yelling and you're talking about it two hours later when you're getting ready to like, relax and you know enjoy your evening you're still mad about it so if we're getting triggered that tells us we're not in a balanced place gotcha, so you want to create that. that balance no and that's and that's a great way to look at it and that's something people sh tonight should really take away from the show you know one of the key points is that if you're not balanced you're not aligned that's why you're getting yourself to the level that you're getting you know mm -hmm. pushing yourself to because it's all based upon your perspective. And like you said earlier, you don't know what's going on over in that person's world and why they're upset or why they're acting 
a certain way without, again, asking them more in-depth questions, just not taking it for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, or just stepping away and then coming back to and be like, hey, I noticed you were very upset with me. Is there something beyond what I did upsetting you? And I've used that before, you know, in my personal relationships, and that has opened up a whole new door of communication and, and took, taking our relationships to a whole nother level. Because now you're listening differently and you're seeing things differently from, from a different perspective. I always like to tell people, most people are not mind readers. Yeah, it's true. Now, I can read the mind, but most people cannot read your mind. So if you're getting angry or frustrated or mad at somebody because they're not doing something, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, did I communicate this need to them? Did I tell them that I wanted this or I don't want this? I like this. I don't like this because a lot of people are operating in the relationships and in the work environment and what have you based upon what they know in their past experiences. And they're just going to apply that to you without knowing if that works for you or not. So Mm -hmm. we need to communicate and say, I like this. I don't like this. Please don't do this. Please do more of this. Sure. People don't know if you don't tell them. Yeah, and I love that. And that and that could really stop people from really getting to their breaking point if they just learn how to communicate better and yeah. ask better questions. Or ask for help. Or and ask for help. Yes, definitely. Yeah, and uh, when somebody says, Hey, you're hurting me emotionally, stop. <laughs> Plain and simple. Right. And if you don't know what that means, what does that mean that I'm hurting you emotionally? Give me examples. Today, you know, let's stay. Let's not go back decades or years. Exactly. Let's stay recently. Let's not hold on to things forever. But like in the last week, those are the things that happened. But ideally, you're saying it that day or even better in that moment. Mm-hmm. Hey, please don't talk to me like that. Please don't do that. You know? I, I don't understand where you're coming from. Can you please let me know what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. It sounds like put energy into things that are serving you. Yes. Yeah, and, and also be in the present, be in the situation that's occurring now, not things that happened before that you might still be harboring on or still feeling emotions from, because that's then, this is now with what you're dealing with. And bringing that past into your present doesn't help you grow for the future. No, it's actually pulling you back. It pushes you into your breaking point even more because instead of enjoying where you're at, you're trying to prove yourself in your work and everywhere else. And you have all this baggage from the past that's also like pushing on you. So we want to address all that. We don't want to just let this stuff harbor silently until we just explode at something stupid. We want to make sure that we're consciously aware of what we're allowing into our energy, what we're giving off, what we're saying, what we're doing, right? They always say, do unto others as you want done to you. So just really pay attention to like what you're giving off because the energy you give off is what you're going to receive. No, I, I absolutely love that. And that's, you know, a great point that you bring there that correct energy is all around us and what you give out is what you take back. And you always have to make sure that you're putting out positive energy in everything that you do. Now, Lisa, I know you have, you're an author of a book. Three of them. Could you share share a little bit about your books that you have? Yeah. So the very first book I wrote, I can't reach it. It looks like my bookcase is right there, but it's, it's really not. <laughs> but the first book I wrote is called Enlightened Love. And it just teaches you the basic energy work, you know, about how to bring in the white light, how to let go. I am statements, how to be in the present moment, which is really important when you're at your breaking point. You can mm-hmm. be right here, right now. So really quickly to do that, you're just, I am grateful. 
I am grateful. And if you're truly grateful for whatever you're grateful for in that moment, that's going to bring you into this moment. It'll pull you out of the past. Then the second book that I wrote is called Energy Balance, My Guide to Transformation. It's got the rainbow on it. Okay. And people are either scared to death of that book or they love it. It's about change, big life altering changes and like tons of energy support to help you through those changes. And then my last one is Energy Awareness, My Guide to Balanced Relationships. And that one's all about communicating and past lives and karma and how that affects your relationships and how to communicate an argument, how to set boundaries, like all these basic relationship things that we somehow forgot. No, I, I love it because they're just sitting there on the bookshelf behind you. And I kept looking at them I'm like, I need to know more about these awesome books you have back there that you authored. And that's great information for people to really dive into, to really start discovering more who they are and what, you know, what their purpose is in life and where they want to be. So that's fantastic. Now, I love that. Now, if somebody wanted you to get a hold of those books, do they just go to your personal website or go to Amazon? They can go to Amazon. Amazon has them in print and digital. You can go to my website. If you want me to sign it, that's the only way to get it signed by me is on my website, which is just lisagornell.com. And then it's it's online wherever books are sold because that's just how Amazon distributes. So you can go to Barnes and Nobles. It is at Barnes and Nobles because I have somebody that posts pictures of it at Barnes and Nobles in North Dakota. So it's, it's out there. No, I, I absolutely love it. Do you have a fourth book in the works or what's going on? I do. It's uh -oh. still, once I start writing it down, then I'm committed and I'm just not ready to write the fourth book yet. The universe usually pushes me and I'll have to write it at some point, but right now it's still just kind of percolating. Well, and that was the question I was going to go with, with, with that. When you're writing, does it just come to you naturally and just flows from the energy from everything around you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, I just know what to write. It's almost like I'm just channeling it from above and it just pours in the pages and people say that when they hold my books like they just feel better so people will sleep with them underneath their pillow or underneath their bed and they just feel that energy and they just feel better no i absolutely love that that's fantastic well i'm excited it's to see osmosis that style yes <laughs> now lisa i'd love to learn you know we're coming to the end of our show here how else can people Get in touch with you. What what else do you offer? Do you have any awesome events coming up? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So most of my work now is in programs. I've been in business, like I said, since 2002. So I'll let you do the math on that. But I used to work with people with a session here and a session there. And it was really frustrating for me. I, I, I was kind of getting burned out with it because I would help you get to this really great place. Like everything was lined up. I had you on your best path. You were clear. You were good. And then you would wait a month months, whatever it may be. And then by the time you came back to me, we had to like kind of go backwards before we could go forwards. So now everything I do is in a program. So that way I have a period of time with you. So that way as the triggers come up throughout the year, you have that support and the results have been even more phenomenal than before. Like an abundance wise, relationship wise. I have clients that weren't dating and now they're dating and they're in, you know, decent relationships. I have clients that were struggling to make 60,000 a year that are now making 60,000 a month. So the programs have been a really great way for me to work with people. And then I also support other coaches and their programs. So I do mindset and energy calls and their programs because sometimes that's missing. That's not everybody's wheelhouse. And so, and there's a ton of mindset coaches out there right now. And I don't really know what they're doing, but you know, <laughs> I believe that if you're not, when it comes to that stuff, if you're not dealing with the energy piece, 
the, the energy is going to guide the mind. So we got to get the energy piece cleared up. So those are the different ways. Like I can support other coaches' programs. I support their live events. I have live events in my program, but everything for me is in my coaching program. No, that's great. And I know you mentioned your website. Can you mention that again, as well as any social media sites that people can get a hold of you on there as well? Yeah, so my last name is Gornell, G-O-R-N-A-L-L. And so my website is just my name, lisagornell.com. I'm on Facebook. I have a Facebook business page. I'm on LinkedIn and I'm on Instagram. Oh, and then I have a YouTube channel with hundreds of videos. Oh, okay. I, I got to check more of those out then, that's for sure. That's where I was. Oh, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Did you enjoy them, Fred? Yes, of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot on there. And now there's this whole movement of, well, you should scale down how many videos you have in your YouTube. I'm like, they're out there. They can stay. <laughs> That's right. Just put the information out there so people can find you, get a hold of you, and so that you can share your gifts with them in order to get them to where they need to be. And that's absolutely amazing that you're doing this and that you have these pro programs and the skill set to offer everybody. And I love the fact that you did say, you know, that being a mindset coach is great, but really adding that energy factor and really having that additional piece really makes you stand out different from everybody else because you really are the full package when it really comes down to this type of work and really guiding people to success and happiness. So that's... Well, I I really know what's driving people. Yes. And I can leave your viewers and your listeners and my listeners yeah. too, because I'll share this as well. Please. But like, I found that there's three things that are driving people. Okay. Right. You're going to be proving one of these three things, maybe all of them, maybe one or two. I am worthy. I am enough. I am love. Mm. And it shows up in how you work with your clients, how you charge your clients. It shows up in your relationships. Are you like overly needy? You know, all these things show up in your relationships. And so I've found that I can categorize you into one of those three areas. And then from there, I like to call it healing your success wound, because that's what's going to drive you to that burnout and exhaustion, because you're going to be trying to prove it through your work, because that's where society tells us we can prove it. But we never realize, like, oh my gosh, I am making a lot of money, or I do. This is the success that I wanted. But once I hit it, I just kept on going. So. Gotcha. No, I, I love that. Can you repeat that one more time? The three. So I am worthy. Okay. I am enough. I am love. So if you're saying that I am statement and you're feeling like your hips rejected or your chest rejected or your stomach, mm -hmm. then you know that that's the one that you're working on. <laughs> well, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. And that, and that has actually brought us a great way to end our show this evening with that, uh, that's just a fantastic way for us to be really understand ourselves more and what we need to work on. So just again, Lisa, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you to, to our audience who is either watching or listening to us. And also to my two favorite co-hosts, Christopher Shiver and Fred Martinez. This is Len DeCarmine with the Extraordinary Being Movement. Once again, inspiring you, influence you and motivating you for success and change in life. Continue on that journey, and we look forward to seeing you again. Everybody have a great night. We wish you well. It's a wrap.